and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the... Uh, so we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Uh, welcome back. If you've never listened to us before, we are two entertainers currently out of work due to this pandemic and we talk about all things entertainment, but we don't tell you very useful things about it. We do give you our thoughts and those are <laughs> invaluable at best. And we do this with the help of our random word generator because it, we need inspiration. Shall we? Yes. It also comes with its own introductory it, song. It does have an, its own introductory song. Because you're wondering. And I assume by now it's a whole new year, right? I think it's 2021. I think it is. But this is 2020 still. So I'm yes. not sure if it's 2021, but I hope it's 2021. I hope. I think it's 2021. It's quite a while away because we were recording some of these before the Christmas break. Da, da, da. Spoilers. <laughs> um, she won't be. Shall we sing? Shall we sing? Shall... Oh, sorry. Wrong song. Okay. Random. Random, random word generator, and the word is ivory. No. Rack. No, I don't want these nouns. What are these nouns? These are something like inspirational. I think. I'm... Right. Um. Because can... nouns are useless. Do they're like something. Want, like... Do you want an adjective? I don't know. I want something that, that makes aquatic. Us... Aquatic is better already. Clearly, adjectives. The words you like. You're like, I don't know what I like, but not, not nouns. Well, not nouns, because they're things. It's like saying banana, and then you're like, okay, now find inspiration from the word banana. All right. How about the word reasonable? No, that's just to you. Aboriginal. Aboriginal. I mean, it's an interesting one. I don't know much about Aboriginal entertainment. Let's but just... We could talk about the whole f- movement of having more ethnicity in to films. Yes, that is true. I feel like... The Black Lives Matter uh, did push a lot of, um, which has nothing to do with Aboriginals, but just like about ethnicity in general we're talking about right here. I was talking, yeah, specifically about ethnicity in general and the, the movements we have recently of having more... Um, it's translating you know, into, onto, on screen, I think. Slowly. S- slowly, yes, that is true. Slowly. slowly. But it is nice to see, I mean, for example, obviously we're still on the theme of Christmas because we're a bit delayed, but uh, Jingle Jangle was a fully, pr- pretty much entirely... Black cast, I believe. Mm, they had Latinos and uh, and a sprinkle of white people. A sprinkle of white people, which yeah. is, is just a different way around. But um, that was nice to see. And, to and I think I saw like one Asian person. And I'm like, they're still screwed, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. Crazy Rich Asians did a lot for... That is true. Yeah, that was a pretty big hitter for him. But it is nice to see some of these films with different minorities. I mean, it's I think it's hard for us to understand also being white. Maybe you as a Latina. But... Um, as to I'm see, confused. you are confused. But to see, um, it, we're so used to seeing ourselves represented on screen that it's just the norm. It must be, it must be nice as like a young, for example, like if you were a, a young black girl, that you could. Well, f- the the big argument, like the Disney princesses, you you look at the princess and you think, oh, I can't ever be one of those because they're all they none of them look like me. And then Tiana comes out, and you're like, oh, there is, you know, there is a black princess. Like I could be one too. Yeah, it is nice to see that to see that movement, and and also I think culturally it's just it's it's better to have more diversity in in films and entertainment, uh, possibly even more than in acting, in directing and producing, because mm. it's different. It's different opinions. It's different stories. Different it's different views. viewpoints, and it's it's very nice to see that that is slowly starting to seep into the entertainment world. Yeah. Say something useful now. I was still thinking about Jingle Jangle. Uh, cause I, one of the, 
because there's they, they break out in song and dance. And one of the parts that I really enjoyed was this like snow fight scene, uh, girls versus boys. Oh yes. And they have this like I think it was an allusion to African dance. Oh, definitely. Um, and it it was just so powerful. It was so funny because the girls were like super powerful and they were move, having these jarring movements, and then the guys they were just like, "I'm just standing here, you know, kind of like I'm awkward. Just, I'm just I'm just shaking. I'm just." Swaying with the wind kind of thing. And I'm like, typical. Typical. <laughs> yes. A good representation of men and women, I guess. Um, um, but yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. I was like, oh, that's really refreshing to see. There was a lot of, I think, a lot of color uh, prints on the garments that you wouldn't normally see, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, they looked at least heavily inspired by kind of what we would associate with kind of African fabric prints. African and Caribbean. And like, Caribbean, yeah. yes, true. There was a lot of colorful plaid. Yeah, no, the, the 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 costumes in that were great. Like the yeah, colors and I, everything that was part of it. I think I would have loved to have seen it on the big screen just to get, just a, you know, a face full of all those colors and the detail. And yeah. like the rooms were full of things going on, and it was just yeah, it was, it was a a buffet for the eyes. Well, it certainly was. And then you have things like Black Panther, which was such a huge moment for. Yeah, film. I feel you could feel the, the the excitement. Like it was just, it was palpable. I think it was like, oh my gosh, this is representative of, you know, for the the African Americans and uh, you know, just kind of like, yes, you know, it's like this is ours, and and you you hear about the talks about how everyone on the crew, like whether you they were doing costumes, where they were doing the visuals, uh, like the backdrops and stuff, like everybody just, they were like, this is our chance to shine. Like we're not. And did they shine? And they yeah. shone. And they you you saw it and you're like, wow. It was just, it was so beautiful and it was so fresh. It was just like, it was just new stuff, new angles, new, I don't know, perspectives. Yeah, and you also see, I guess also Jingle Jangle in particular, like you saw some, this is, it sounds, this may sound come across wrong, which concerns me, but it's intended in a good way, but you saw a lot of kind of st- some uh, more stereotypical characters like one of the things of being the benefit of being the main the main group of people that things are aimed at right that yeah you have a lot of white actors it's like sometimes you see like these characters these kind of typical white characters and you're like oh that reminds me of my mom or that reminds me of yeah. this that reminds me and um in in jingle jangle you also had those characters but they were very different to the characters you would have seen you know quite a few of them were quite distinctly different to the characters you would have seen in, in the white version. Yeah. Uh, the one that comes to mind is the post lady. Oh gosh. I now the thing was the post lady to me screamed our friend Miriam as well. Mm. She was, yeah, this kind of this, I mean, or Nicole Byer as Nicole well. Byer. Yeah. These larger than life characters. Um, in, in this case, uh, rather, was it larger like, than life women, like specifically yes. I think women just, Loud, you know, proud, uh, like um, just absolutely like you're like yeah, girl, you go for it. Like you're like I can never be that that impressive as you know these people are. Um, and it was nice to kind of I, I could imagine that if you're a, a a young person of color growing up, that it must be nice to be able to also fully relate, you, you know, yeah. or you know, to catch those moments of like oh that reminds me of my aunt Jenny or whatever, yeah. uh, or that reminds me of my mom or my dad or. And um and to have make sure that those personalities there and I, those personalities can never be, uh, can probably never unless you are, a lot of the time in the community will yeah. never be interpreted well by uh, white people. Like no. we just don't know it well enough. Like you know your own experiences are what I imagine what drives also as a producer and as a director, and uh, the viewpoints that you show, the characters that you showcase as a writers in particular. Yeah. Um, 
and if you know if you have a black writing class that you will also have these uh these uh are you going to sneeze <coughs> no i want to cough okay well that's acceptable but that you will have these uh characters that are, are more uh, i guess stereotypically relatable to groups of people yeah and that's kind of nice to see and, and that they're experience. depicted well and because i mean this woman was you know yeah very confident bigger than life but also loving and caring and warm and just like yeah you know and fearsome and fearsome and i'm like and usually you would think oh somebody who's who's bossy will just be controlling but no this was bossy and loving you know yeah it was a nice nice combo and that's kind of it is a character that you see i feel i don't know why but i feel this is a, a character that i kind of relate a lot with kind of uh, these larger-than-life black women in particular. Just that they can, you know, there is so much charisma that you can get away with so much more. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think of Nicole Byer, like, and this, you know, from Nailed It, and this woman who is able to really, to a certain extent, insult the people that are on the competition <laughs> without ever being offensive, without yeah. ever being too much, but it, it's clever and it's, and it's down largely to the charm and this huge, like, charisma that they that this yeah. person has in particular um and how you can kind of get away with it because you could you could say so much more because you are just it's just so easy to to be like, that's just nicole you know? yeah um yeah and that was nice to see depicted yeah no yeah and also like you know how in the white community you, you find characters like this i'm trying to think of you know people that you're like oh yeah you like I, I suppose the one that comes to mind is just because we watched RuPaul's Drag Race last night, but is the Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex and the City, and they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, she's just like she's totally friendly and she's totally relatable and she's kind of like quiet and whatever, and you're like, yeah, there are pictures of people like that, you know, that comes across that way. Um, uh, but then if we were to go back to the comment of, I mean, not Aboriginal, but if we're using Aboriginal as the inspiration, what do you think about Native Americans or been, lack of Native Americans? Lack of Native in, Americans. In, yeah. in, in the entertainment world, like, can you name five things that inv- that involve like Native Americans? I can only think of one. I don't <laughs> and know they I'm usually right. have these specific, unless they're doing like a historical Native American film. Uh, and because I remember, I think probably when I was a kid, there was like again talking about when all the different film productions decide to all produce the same kind of genre. There was quite a few like cowboy Indian kind of films, uh, and I remember there was Dance with the Wolves with Kevin Costner, and I remember kind of having this deep feeling of like, oh my gosh, these these people have gone through so much injustice. I I really I find it really hard watching stuff when it's like historical, uh, but that's one thing. Then there's the them being represented in in film not necessarily historical i one of the characters i remember was in free willy i haven't seen free willy actually really no. oh my gosh i, I was worried it. i was gonna cry no it, it's a it's a feel good feel good okay it's a feel good one um i really loved it but uh the one of the the, the kids the main a- a actor he has like a, a guiding adult and he's a native american and you know you they they always depicted as like these wise kind of calm like we know about nature kind of thinking Pocahontas like yeah. the whole vibe of like we're one with nature. Um, then you have something more slightly more recent, which is Twilight. I was thinking of Twilight. Yeah, I was as well. thinking of Twilight. Twilight and Pocahontas who came to mind, and the other one that came to mind is Peter Pan. Oh, Tiger Lily. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the, yeah. the Indians, you know, kind of like. 
I mean, this is this is not the best one to judge on, to be fair. But um, yeah, Twilight was another one. What did you think of the Twilight representation of it? What, all bunch of hunky doodles? Yeah, that too. Hunky men. Hey, this is a kind of... Um, I was wondering... It would be interesting to know whether it's well done or, or badly done. Because I quite liked... At least in the books... I, I don't, The films I, I can't really speak for so well. Because I don't remember them. And they were also worth forgetting. But uh, in the books... They talk a lot about the community uh, of mm-hmm. the, the Native Americans, uh, the Jacob's family and so on, and all that runs around it and all these kind of... Um, I don't know how accurate it is or not, but it made me interested in, in learning a bit more about kind of the, the communities involved because it feels like a very different way of life to what you and I might be used to. Yeah. There's a lot more about family, about people, about giving back, about working together, and less maybe about yeah, earning money. Yeah, it's like, and it's like communal ownership, it's communal help. Yeah. But it is, yeah, it is very different. And I, I do have a feeling that we are starting to see our, our resurgence, like the communities are being allowed to flourish. Yeah. Because it, 1800s, 1900s, like at least I know in Canada, for example, if you watch Anne of Green Gables, they kind of depict that a bit in the the series the move the tv series on netflix um but i am aware that this happened was the kids were taken to like these christian reformatory schools and they were basically they were their native culture was just pounded out of them yes like you will be what we want you to be basically um and they were separated from their families not allowed to go back um, I mean, you end up being, you know, you're never ex- fully accepted into the, the, the this white Christian community, but you're no longer part of your your community either. So these people who, who you know, went through that and kind of suffered, and now they're they're you know adults and they've kind of started telling their stories, and you see a lot of um, more media coming out that you know kind of saying, okay, we this is what we went through and this is how it's affected us. And at the same time, I think they've also been trying to reconnect with their roots. Yeah. Um, recently, I watched this video of this this young lady who's started to learn throat singing. She's an Inuit, uh, well, half Inuit, half, I guess, French-Canadian. But uh, her mom learned throat singing from one of the four elders that were left uh, after this, this, like, I don't know what you call it, like, culture purging that they did um like four elders were left that knew the art form of of throat singing and then she was able to learn from them and now she was passing it on to her daughter um but you know these things you're like you never to have your identity to your historical identity to have it so removed is just i can't imagine it i mean i have a a confused identity just because of many different immigrants and you kind of lose a bit every time a generation moves um, but then it's it's voluntary. Certainly of like those, yeah, exactly. But the the this to to have a whole community decide for you that no, you cannot be connected to your community to not have um, this connection with it. But it's nice to see that there is this resurgence that there is this, this outreach again to to find out what their roots are. And I'm hoping that it'll translate into more art form and entertainment that we can see and appreciate with so their influence. I hope we get to see some more some more art from from that community because I think it's it's nice to also. Oh, this is gonna sound terrible if I say that, but like you know, in many ways, I I find myself wondering sometimes whether th- you know we live similar lives, maybe in very different um, circumstances, 
But if you are white, black, Asian, uh, the, the the lives can be quite similar. The, you you could you could whether it be poverty or, or richness or, um, but this kind of particularly this kind of Western culture, admittedly. Uh, but um, but then the the communities of like the Inuits and uh, uh, Aboriginals, I guess in this way as well, the uh, the Amazon tribes, the uh, the Native Americans. It's such a different way of life, which is also as an artist is is really interesting because it's a very different perspective on life. Yeah. And as an artist, I feel that this your main job is to look at things from a different viewpoint. Yeah. Uh, and to interpret it in your own way and to share it with someone else so that they can understand, like they can see that viewpoint too. Um, and it would be lovely to see th- some of those, I guess, minorities within minorities. Um, yeah. To 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 start to, to be able to see their art, to be able to see what they're doing, how they're living, and how it's you know how it's um... or how their values would tinge how a story is told, for example, you know. Yes. Things, uh, things like that. And, uh, yeah. No, that would be. It would be really nice to see. It would uh, I? I would really like that. I'd really appreciate that. Of kind of, you know, things like, uh, you know, the passing down of of culture of history through word of mouth through. Um, like this throat singing example, things that you do that are unique to your community. Um, I, uh, you, I I wonder if for, I guess for the for us whites that that's kind of, it almost will also like never really fade because it's so well documented as a history. Mm. Um, but it also will never like you're looking for things to pass down. I'm I'm trying to think of whether there's anything that you we've i guess because we've flourished so much throughout the years that there's kind of almost um not a huge amount of uniqueness left to to what no, we have no because it's it's been forced into the status of normal exactly yeah um whereas you know throat singing for example is not something that i would have considered to be particularly normal um and yeah. then to see that passed down is really nice i mean the other question that that does come up um and I feel like that could be a whole podcast episode on its own, is, you know, we're talking about representation um, in, in media. I mean, in, in our case, we're looking also, I think, from the perspective of artists, like what, you know, what it would be, it would be nice to see art from these people. Of course, representation is very important too. And that goes for uh, being able to see yourself on screen or, or on stage or the likes and to be able to relate to, especially, especially as young kids. I mean, I, I relate to that because... I knew that there was, you know, being part of the LGBT community as a teenager, I uh, I didn't see much representation and I didn't realize that it was a thing. And that's where the, that's where damage can be done is if you think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Uh, because you're not represented, you're not uh, the same uh, likelihood. But then the question comes up about, and we don't have long to discuss it, but um representation on screen for example there's a huge debate about uh who should play what mm-hmm. so should uh straight actors be allowed to play gay parts should um cis actors be able to play trans parts uh and so here comes the big question of like what's what is right and what is wrong i was wondering if you have an opinion because i have quite a strong opinion on it but i'm curious if you have one too I mean, strong um, opinion in possibly an undecided yeah. kind of way, but... I, the thing is that nothing is black and white and nothing is stationary, temporary, in the sense that nowadays 
if forcing people to cast trans people, trans characters with trans actors, if that helps them get represented, then I guess it's it's a means to an end. Um, I think ultimately the dream is that everybody can perform whoever they are best fit to represent, you know, the character, right? If they're capable of representing the character, then why not? That's obviously, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, how you get there. Yeah, I kind of see it as, I, I feel like the demands from the trans community or from the gay community or, you know, any of the communities uh, about saying like, oh, well, this character is 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 representing our community. Therefore, one of our community members should be the one doing the job. Hmm. Um, I understand that. Um, and, and, it, and I think it serves a purpose. Um, I hope it doesn't always have to be that way, though. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's a stepping stone, perhaps. Yeah. I hope. For me, I really do believe that and again, this comes from the perspective of an artist, that um, whoever's right for the job should do it. Uh, and But that doesn't mean that representation should be stopped. So I believe that any actor should be able to play any part, but that there should be these parts represented on screen. Trans, gay... But then that means that has to do... That goes further up or earlier in the process, which is in the writing and the telling of the story. Yeah. You want to ensure that in your story you have characters that represent all the, the you know, as diverse a pool as possible. Yeah, because I believe that that representation is more important. Yeah, I yeah, I do I do I understand and I as like I do understand that the representation in the acting community that there are these actors who are gay and that they they feel okay to be out about it or that they're um you know they're trans and they feel okay to be out about it. I think that's very important to have too. But I do believe that the art form should be able to be kind of not linked to a certain extent. That whoever mm. is the best actor for the job yeah. can play that role. There is, I think, one... And that's mostly because of my, my lack of understanding of the topic. But there's definitely one community where I think you do have the question of whether uh, whether representation is important connected. And that is trans actors playing trans characters. Um, because there is a certain, I guess, also, it's such a metamorphosis physically for the body. Yeah. Um, that there's also sometimes a certain look or a certain way and they've gone through a process and, you know, maybe that is helped by having trans actors play trans characters. But I would also be afraid, and that's, I think, the, 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 the risk that we're going to fall into now in the next few years if this continues that then what will happen is that trans actors will be boxed into only playing trans roles uh as you know as the the thing of like that's always been my argument for the especially for the the gay roles like yeah okay if you don't if you don't think that you know if only gay people can play gay roles it's going to go both ways it'll it'll damage both parties yeah straight actors will never be able to play gay parts and gay uh, gay actors will never be able to play straight parts, and that's dangerous. That's not good for acting. I mean, acting is acting. It's about representing to the best of your ability to to learn and to to learn from the community that you're trying to to represent and to do the best job that you can. Um, and I would be afraid that what would happen is by trying to link actors with characters, it'll box everyone in. 
I don't think it's beneficial. And I, I for the think arts. that's already something that happens with actors because I'm like, oh, these being, you know, a typecast. Typecast, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Rebel Wilson has to be the big funny, uh, the big hilarious singing, a female comedy character, which now she's broken by having lost all that weight. Um, which Do you think a, she's gonna get hired again? Well, this is her argument: is that like she just has no idea. Uh, but she's made it very vocal about it. Melissa McCarthy is also, for the most part, is typecast into particular uh, the same role as yeah. Rebel Wilson would be. Yeah. Um. You, there are certain actors who have who have transcended it, who have you know. But a lot of people who start out in a particular genre will continue down that genre because they've been seen in that role and thereby yeah. typecast to a certain extent. But, um, yeah, my fear would be that, that that boxing in would happen, and I think that would be that would be dangerous not just for the art form but also for representation as a whole. Um. And I think, but I do believe that, you know, you should, everyone should be represented on the screen, but who plays them? I think that should be up for debate. Yeah. And on that very kind of controversial note, perhaps, <laughs> I think we should probably call it a wrap because Ooh. we have reached or wow. the, the end of this episode. A good one at that, I feel. That was an interesting chat, that one. Um, <laughs> if you would like to give us a little follow, you can do so. You can go to Facebook at Boredom and Quarantine or Instagram at Boredom and Quarantine Podcast. And you can always drop us an email at Boredom and Quarantine Podcast at gmail.com. Please keep listening to us in Anchor FM. We have new episodes out every Monday at 5 o'clock in the evening. Not in the morning. We're not that early. Um, so yeah, please keep on listening. And we have been the... So we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Until soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.